0: I want, uh, if we may, to turn to Luke chapter 22, Luke chapter 22, and I'm just going to read verses 31 and 32. Uh, I hope it's all right to read from the New King James Version. And the Lord said, Simon, Simon, indeed Satan has asked for you that he may sift you as wheat, but I have prayed for you that your faith should not fail. And when you have returned to me, strengthen your brethren. Now, this was something I actually, um, I, I preached on this passage some a while ago, and I had it in mind for the last time I took the this devotion, but um, there were some other events that happened, and I changed it at the last minute. But uh, our dear brother from Bri- Brian from Ohio briefly mentioned this um, back in October last year. And uh, then yesterday, I was I was so pleased when um, the man who spoke yesterday from John 17 mentioned Jesus prayed for you that you may have His joy, and we were thinking about that yesterday, and uh, I, I just thought that this was so appropriate that I would um, I, I'm not going to give you the full message. It will be up on sermon audio eventually, but I'll give you just a digest of the of the sort of applications that uh, that that uh, I had when I thought of this. Uh, the old enemy of our souls, Satan, is determined to destroy us if he can. Uh, but here we have the prevailing prayer of the Lord Jesus Christ for his own people, because, of course, the Lord is always at least one step ahead of the enemy, uh, often very much more than one step ahead, obviously. Uh, and that's so wonderful, isn't it? So here is Satan, our false accuser, our great adversary, the dragon, the devil, the roaring one. Uh, but he's a failed adversary because the Lord Jesus Christ has won the battle against him. And we know that God will finally tread Satan down under the feet of his saints at the end. Victory over him is assured to us in Christ Jesus. But here the Lord prays for Peter, his disciple and apostle. And he prevails in prayer for Peter because he knows how weak he is. In fact, he calls him Simon. Simon, uh, the double use of his name, should have alerted Peter to the seriousness of what the Lord was saying. Now, Peter, of course, boasts in verse 33 that he is ready to go with the Lord both to prison and to death. But the Lord warns him that before the cock crows, he will deny him three times satan hates every man every woman uh who loves the lord jesus christ every man every woman every boy or girl who's made good by grace the devil hates us um and he's out to get us and he will put us through the sieve our lord uses that expression doesn't he satan has asked for you that he may sift you like wheat now i don't know about you but um when I was a child, uh, my, uh, we, we used to have a, a big sieve in the garden, which we used when we were gardening to sieve the soil. And if you go to India or if you go to other places, they will use a, a big, big sieve uh, to sieve sometimes uh, the finest of the wheat uh, when they're winnowing the wheat. And they tip it all in the thing and they shake it and shake it and shake it and shake it. And shake it. Not like just sieving a bit of flour for, for, for some cookie cooking. This is much more serious than that. And um, Satan wants to destroy us. And he puts us through the sieve. He shakes us and shakes us. And uh, we may fall, but the Lord Jesus prays for us. And that's the glory of it. That's amazing. That's wonderful. We may fall, but when we fall, he restores us and strengthens us. And I find that so encouraging yes we will fail him and there are pressures and there in there's a sense in which god expects nothing of us but failure because he has no other plans for us outside the lord jesus and that's wonderful isn't it he will keep us safe and our only hope is in christ well, there are lots of things we could look at here, but what I want to do, I'm, I'm going to uh, leave out a lot of things that I'd love to say if I was preaching a full sermon, i give it. But I want to just give you some lessons we can learn, as it were, from Peter. How could Peter strengthen his brethren when he is returned, when he is restored? Let me just mention four briefly. Firstly, he could strengthen them by reminding them of the weakness of our flesh in verse thirty three he makes great promises, but we know that by we, by the time we get to verses sixty to sixty two in this very chapter he has already denied his Lord. What a fall, How sad the saint will sin, but what is his reaction? What is our reaction when we sin? The way we react proves the reality of our understanding of the lord what does peter do he goes out and he weeps bitterly he recognizes the weakness of the flesh secondly the power of the lord's prayer verse 32 i have prayed for you now yesterday we were told that god has prayed for us that we may have his joy well that's wonderful but the wonder that the son of god not only loved me and gave himself for me, but now he prays for me. In every situation in life, he is my great high priest. He is my intercessor. Jesus was praying for me. That's amazing, isn't it? I haven't time to quote the song, Jesus went out into a lonely place to pray and he was praying for me. Some of you may know it. Um, If not, look it up on the Internet. It's a wonderful uh, song that reminds us of that. The power of the Lord's Prayer. I have prayed for you, the omnipotent God, the Lord Jesus Christ. Thirdly, consider the love of the Lord Jesus to the backslider. Now, Peter knew that. Look at verse 61. After Peter has denied him, the Lord turned and looked at Peter. My friends, sometimes when I read those words, I'm 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 a soppy old, emotional old man, and I find myself often in tears. I can remember as a child reading those words and weeping as I thought of the amazing wonder of God the Son looking upon Peter after he had denied him. He doesn't turn away from him. He doesn't reject him. He looks on him. He doesn't give him up. He takes him up. And you know the wonderful words at the end of John 21, when our Lord says to him, do you love me? Do you love me? Do you love me? Feed my sheep. Feed my sheep. Peter never, never forgot that. You know that? In 2 Peter chapter 1, he speaks of these things. He says, beloved, verse 10 of 2 Peter 1, be diligent to make your call and election sure, for if you do these things, you will never stumble. For so an entrance will be supplied to you abundantly. That's what God will do. He will supply to you into the everlasting kingdom of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Peter knew that. Peter knew that. And as he comes to the end of his second epistle, he says, Therefore, beloved, looking forward to these things, be diligent to be found by him in peace. Why? Because he is the one who understands us. He gives us steadfastness. He gives us strength. Peter ends his second epistle with those wonderful words about growing in grace and in the knowledge of our Lord and Saviour, Jesus Christ. Peter has learned about the Lord's love. And then fourthly, the joy of restoration. The joy of restoration. What do we do when we fall? Well, we need to weep. Tears of true repentance. We need to go back to the Lord Jesus. And then, when we confess to Him our failure, we are encouraged because He doesn't wait for you to get return. He comes, He looks after you, He runs to you, He prays for you. Therefore, Peter, strengthen your brethren. Having realized that you're a failure, but Christ is all. Then lift up your head high to him. Don't take it out on yourself. You're not your own. You're bought with a price. Therefore glorify God. Lift your head high in him. Fallen, failure though you be, Christ has lifted you up. And he will lift you up to glory at the last. He restores the years that the locusts have eaten. Now I love those words, Uh, of Mendelssohn's Elijah I'm sorry you may not be into classical music you may not be into these kinds of things but I love Mendelssohn's Elijah I love uh, some of these things and after Elijah runs from Jezebel and the Lord has fed him Mendelssohn puts into Elijah's mouth the words of Psalm 16 and I think they're so encouraging I go on my way in the strength of the Lord, for thou art my God, and I will suffer for thy sake. My heart is glad, my glory rejoices, and my flesh also shall rest in hope. My friends, we may fall, but having been strengthened, we can now strengthen those who are about to fall and tell them, don't give up, don't give up. Prevent them. If they have fallen, call them back. Having proved the power of Christ's prevailing prayer for us, remind them that Christ is praying for them. Tell the weak and the faint hearted. Remember, Christ sometimes lets us fall to teach us to trust in him. What a wonderful thing it is to know the love of God in Christ Jesus our Lord. What an amazing thing to know that he keeps us from falling. What a wonderful thing to know these great truths which are so gloriously expressed by Jude in his epistle. Now to him who is able to keep you from falling and to present you faultless before the presence of his glory with exceeding joy. To God our Savior who alone is wise be glory and majesty, dominion and power both now and for ever Amen.